Hey guys, yeah, sorry this is a little late. I didn't get a chance to do a little recap, a uh, review on the newest episode that came out this past Tuesday of Tales from the Territories, the heart of Stampede Wrestling. And of course, they had, um, uh, as part of the round table, excuse me, but um, as part of the round table, they had uh, Bret Hart, who I met before. Uh, in person at a big time wrestling event uh, in Modesto. Um, so there was, uh, they had Bret Hart, they had uh, Dr. D, David Short, Shorts. Um, I was surprised that he was, you know, got out where, where he was hiding last time we saw him on Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, they had no class Bobby Bass, who I've kind of heard of, but he was mostly like a heel jobber or something like that. Um, in, in, in the NWA. And then, of course, they had Abdullah the Butcher, which was a surprise. Uh, and the story, in the series, uh, let's see, but the episode I thought was alright. Um, I mean, I know some people may not be like that, you know, that invested, you know, in some of these stories, but some of them were actually pretty good. Uh, Brett, you know, would, you know, talk about this, you know, of course, talk about stories that we've kind of heard before, like, you know, he would be home, he'd have friends with him, and uh, basically sometimes him, his friends and all that would hear, like, stomping coming from, you know, the the basement or something like that, because that's where the heart dungeon was and, and everything. Um, so, you know, they would they would talk about that. You know, they brought that, Brett brought that up, some, some along the lines of that. Uh, Abdullah... And Bobby Bass and I think even Dr. D all mentioned that uh, Stu would bring him down there when they would come to visit and, and kind of stretch him for a little bit. Uh, I think Brett even said, um, and this was like around way before he got, I think, not that, well, not way before, but not that long before he got into the business. But it was around the time that Jim the Anvil Nyhart uh, was getting into the business, was training with Stu. And he can remember going to do his laundry and, pick, you know, doing his laundry and everything, you know, like taking his laundry out, you know, putting it in a dryer, stuff like that. And he would turn and he would see his dad just stretching Neidhart in this one hold for so long that he had to turn away almost like he had to, you know, he had to turn away a little bit because it was like kind of hard to see. But he couldn't, you know, keep his eyes away from it. So... You know, he does his laundry, he's doing his laundry, I think he's doing his wash. And he, you know, he puts his clothes, I think, in a dryer, comes back about an hour or so later, and notices his dad still has Jim in that same uh, rest hold, that same submission hold, just stretching him. I mean, they didn't, so yeah, uh, they didn't shy away from basically what we've heard before, but a little bit more, you know, a little bit more on, on the stories that we haven't heard. But, again, they didn't shy away from uh, much of what we heard uh, previously in other stories of, basically, you went to train with Stu Hart at that Hart dungeon. Yeah, you need to be ready for pain. You need to be ready for endurance and pain. And then Bobby Class, oh, not Bobby Class, but Bobby Bass even says, was it Bobby Bass? No, it was Doc. Was it? No, it was Doc. It was David Shorts, I think. David Shorts. 
Um, you know, he, again, I think he got stretched a little bit too, but uh, he said he went down there one time and Stu wanted to show him a hold and he's like, no, but he had his wife with him and he said, well, you know, honey, you know, Stu wants to show you a hold and his and basically, Stu just takes the wife's hand, and Schultz is just walking away. I think I think it's Schultz walks away, and the wife just gets her hand twisted like I mean, arm twisted like this. She's like ah, and that's what the dramatization of the show was like ah, based on what Doctor D was saying. Um, um, but anyway, yeah, she was not happy. She basically told him, "Don't you ever do that to me again." And period, <laughs> period, or this is gonna be trouble. So they, they mentioned that uh, they talked about how Brett had to be smartened up to the business because like a lot of us that watched it as kids and up to our teens, we kind of still believed what was going on was real. Like with Abdullah the Butcher being in a feud with Stu and Brett being at ringside just kicking at Abdullah until he left a, like a footprint um, on, the, on the back of Abdullah and Abdullah just turns around and looks at him and Brett just like stops right there. Or um, how this other guy, I don't, I don't know if his name was Archie or Apollo, I think it was Archie maybe. Uh, not a, Archie Bunker or anything from All in the Family, but some Archie something. And he basically went on, um, he was in a feud with Stu as well. In fact, some of these stories um, kind of led to the fact that some of these people, uh, like Abdullah, like uh, this Archie guy, would end up at feuds in programs with Stu. You know, he, they would end up in programs with Stu. And and basically, um, Archie basically uh, came out and said, look, you know, I'm going to hurt Stu. I'm going to hurt his family. I'm going to go to his house, smack his kids around. I'm going to go to his house. I'm going to get Helen, and I'm going to drag her to the interstate and pile driver into the grass and they show a dramatization of what Archie's promo on Helen of doing that to Helen was you know would have been like you know just the dramatization part he didn't really do it but still it's part of his promo but it was done it was done just enough to where uh, when Archie came over to the house and it was only Helen and Brett there for the day well at least that's how Brett put it you know he Brett was scared he was scared because he didn't know if this guy was going to you know, do exactly what he said he was going to do in that promo, in that interview, that he was going to hurt hurt his family. But then he sees his mom open the door and hand a check to, to Archie, and then that's when he started to get kind of smartened up a little bit. Like, that was his first exposure to him. Wait a minute, something's not right here. And then he really got more smartened up to when, again, going back to that Archie guy who, you know, he broke his arm. Well, not broke his arm, but that Archie guy broke his dad's arm, arm and everything, or made it seem like it. So his dad, Stu, had to wear a cast, you know, to sell the injury. But when he was at home and nobody was around except the family, he would take the cast off. And then that's how Brett kind of smartened up to the business, like, oh, the cast is for show. The cast is to get people to believe it really happened. And again... You know, sticking to the theme of the other one, of the uh, uh, sticking to the theme of the um, of the other episodes previously. You know, with the likes of Vern Gagne and I think Eddie Graham. Uh, you know, as well. And I think even 
you know, with Memphis, Memphis and Andy Kaufman, the first several episodes, uh, the keep of that current theme, the one thing they did agree that Stu would do was try to keep kayfabe alive. So anytime uh, the milkman would come or the mailman would come or somebody would come to the door for a delivery, you know, or, or you know, a business in- inquiry or an interview, Stu would look around and ask Helen, like, where's my cast, where's my cast, and finally find it before answering the door. Or because, you know, before answering the door, sorry, the, it's early, I do apologize, it's about 7.09 right now. i got to get ready for work in a little while. But anyway, Stu would look around for the um, uh, for the cast, ask Helen what it was, grab it, and put it on before he would answer the door. You know, so he could continue selling off the fact that, oh, Archie hurt my arm, broke my arm, and, and if somebody was asking him how's the villain, he'd be like, oh, it's feeling better and all that. Well, they didn't they didn't say that or anything in the, you know recapping, but still it's like they basically said you know Stu would look around for it to you know put it on his hand or put it on his arm to to sell the effects. Um, they did touch upon the travel. They did touch upon the travel um, up there in Canada, um, and they mentioned the fact that. You know, it would get so bad during the winter with the snow and stuff that they would have to pull to the side. Like, you know, if a truck, you know, was passing by and anything, you know, they would pull to the side. They wouldn't stop, but they would slow down, pull to the side just enough of the truck go ahead of them and then basically follow that truck. Like, because the truck would basically kind of give them a little bit of a pathway. Like stuff would be flying off the truck. We all know. We all know stuff like that happens, but they would follow the truck because it would kind of like give them a little bit of a pathway, a little clearer, not much clearer way uh, to their destination or to where they had to get. Uh, Brett does uh, recall a story where he and a bunch of other wrestlers were on a bus, you know, and because it gets so cold and everything there, it died on them. It literally died on them. Excuse me, and left them in the middle of nowhere, and they had to get to a show. And Brett went out of the bus, tried to wave some people down, and it looked like he got some people or an elderly couple to to stop to try to, to help them out. But as soon as this elderly couple or this older couple saw a bunch of big burly guys coming out of the bus, you know they, according to what he says, they floored it and left them there. They're like, screw you. You know, we want to help, but we're not going to help you with those people. And they left them <laughs> They left them behind. They basically, you know, left them there stranded until finally they were able to get, you know, one one car to stop by and, and help them out. And then that kind of had a domino effect where the people saw, oh, wait a minute, this is a bunch of wrestlers. Obviously, they knew who they were that need, need our help. So basically, from what I understand, watching the episode, that kind of caused the domino effect, like, a couple of cars would come by and pick up the pick up the wrestlers to get them from the show um, on time, which they did. So that was really cool. That was really cool to to hear about. But yeah, that was. Excuse me, I had to get some coffee here. But that was a kind of interesting, uh, interesting story to hear because, I mean, look, we all know that if you live in a state or a country where during the winter snow can get really bad. 
uh, depending on where you live, uh, it, that it could cause whiteouts. And that's what they said. It did cause whiteouts at times, but they still had to travel. They still had to get to their destination. And that's why they would pull over, wait for maybe a truck to go by, and then follow that. Uh, but anyway, we know how dangerous that could be. In fact, I'll, I'll tell you how dangerous it can be. My dad and I, my dad and I one time, and, and this was, I think this is when I was, I don't know if I was still in high school or, no, I was actually out of high school. It's about a year or so after I was out of high school or something like that. Not, well, not even a year. I think it may have been, I think it, yeah, I think it may have been December of 98, January 99, one of those two. Uh, around that time, basically the end of 98 into early portion of 99 was still winter. And I remember me and my dad uh, were going to his job because he got a call from his job to come in to do a job. Uh, you know, it was one of those uh, uh, companies that would call you in if they needed you, you know, for some, you know, a certain job. So he asked basically if he could bring me along to help me get some experience, maybe help me get a paycheck and all that, which I did get something. I did get a little bit of a paycheck, not much. Um, and it was only for that day, but they said, sure, bring him in, bring him in. So me and my dad, we drove, we drove, um, on the road and my dad basically knows he should have declined it because of the weather, but we drove and what happened is because it was snowy, it was cold, it was icy. We tried to avoid slipping, you know, cause you know, the black ice, which the road would become. But unfortunately, we couldn't avoid it too much, and my dad suddenly was just trying to avoid it. He's like, well, we're off, you know, <laughs> and, and into a ditch we went. We were fine. We got some people to help us out, but, you know, what happened is that we tried to get to his job to do whatever they were going to ask him and me to do, and we were like, well, we're off, and we just slid off the road into the ditch. Uh, thankfully, nothing was damaged on the car, you know, eternally, you know, on the outside or internally. So we got people to help us out, and we were to, and we were able to get on our way. Um, but once we got there, my dad found out that the job they wanted him to do wasn't even worth the trip. I was like, "Wait a minute! So you, you had me, basically put me and my son in freaking danger, you know, bust our asses to get here just to do this job." Yeah, he wasn't happy about that. And he let it be known. I mean, he still worked with them, but he let it be known, "Hey, don't ever ask me to do this, a uh, kind of a job again." You know, knowing that I live out in Oskaloosa, Kansas, which is kind of like the equivalent of me living here in Newman and working in Turlock. You know, it's like my job called me to say, hey, we need you to come in to do a job. And I'm like, okay, whatever the job, what's the job? So I come in and the only job is to basically uh, do this minimal school kind of thing. Like, oh, put this here, put this here, put this here, put this here. You know, to me, it'd be like, this is something you could have had anybody else that's here to do. Why why drag me out of my warm bed, out of my warm house? You know, it didn't make any sense. But yeah, I, I know exactly what they're talking about. I mean, it's a little bit more dangerous up in Canada. I get that. But um, I, I know what they're talking about. I really do. I Or at least I get what they're talking about, uh, essentially. But yeah, they were talking about the dangers of that. But then Brett talked about a story where... Um, Andre, who used to, you know, travel a lot, used to be basically very freelance in the territorial days, would go up to Stampede Wrestling and work there uh, with, with Stu. And what happened is Andre had to, 
he did a show for Stampede Wrestling, and Andre had to get to a show in Montana, anyone in the, U, in the U.S. And I don't, and I think it, he may have overslept or something may have happened, but there was some kind of a miscommunication, to where Smith and Brett had to go and pick Andre up at the at his hotel he was staying, and drive him as quickly as they can to the airport to get him onto a flight or on the flight he needed to get onto to get to Montana. Or at least maybe drive him quick enough to the Montana border across from Canada and get him to where he had to be. Unfortunately, what happened is um, Smith was driving and a couple of cops, Mounties, if you will, whatever you want to call them, pulled them over. And they were wondering, what are you doing? And Brett had to fiend or a uh, friend, or basically had to fake that maybe he was sleeping or something like that, but that didn't work. And they pulled guns on both, on all three of them, wanting to know what the hurry was. And Brett tried his best to explain, hey, this we got to get this guy, this is Andre the Giant, we got to get him to the airport, get him to Montana, or get him to Montana, to his destination, because he had a schedule appearance, stuff like that. And obviously the officers uh, believed them, they believed them, and basically gave Bretton Smith a warning of, hey, next time I see you guys doing something like this, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take you guys in kind of stuff, you know, basically put them in the, put them in the, you know, it, you know, behind bars, put them, put them in the hokey, if you will, as the old saying goes. And unfortunately, from what I understand, Andre from watching the episode, Andre missed missed not only his flight, but missed the show that he was supposed to be at. And he was not happy. He was not happy with Stu, because Stu was the one that sent Smith and Brett out, out to, to get him there. He was not happy because of the mis miscommunication and stuff. And they emphasized that Andre had the memory of an elephant. Basically, you know, that old saying of, an elephant never forgets or never forgives. You know, that's kind of what they... They kind of described Andre as as somebody that never forget, never forgot, and never forgave. And for the longest time, he never forgave Stu for what happened. You know, he never forgave him. Didn't work with him for the longest time, if not for the rest of his career. You know, he he was done with him. He 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 disdained him. And even when Brett got into WWF, WWE, if you will, and worked alongside Andre. There was still disdain. Like they would, they would be businessmen and they would work together, but there was still a bit of disdain, you know, between them, uh, between Andre and the Hearts. To one day, Brett finally was able to sit him down and smooth things out with him and his family, and say, and basically kind of explain, look, you know, my my father didn't mean for that to happen. It just, you know, just a miscommunication, all around. And I guess before Andre passed in 93, they smoothed things out between both sides and kind of um, became friends again, or at least, you know, renewed, rekindled the friendship or the respect that they had for each other. But overall, though, the, the episode was good. Um, I know some people might look at it and they might be interested in it and consider it one of the best. And some might consider it as one of the more boring. Who knows? Or one of the worst. <laughs> But uh, overall, I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. Um, they could one thing about Tales of the Territories and shows like Dark Side of the Ring. 
you know, as they keep hitting it out of the park. They keep hitting home run after home run after home run, and I appreciate that. I really do. Uh, but yeah, the episode was really good. And next week's going to be next week's is going to be, believe it or not, on Polynesian professional wrestling. And I think what made a home in in the state of Hawaii and all that. And they're going to have it looks like some notable Polynesian Samoan wrestlers uh, part of the round table. I think I think one of them is going to who is one one of them going to be? Is one of them going to be Tonkin Kid? I can't remember. I have to go back and watch it, watch the preview. But, but yeah, they're going to talk about Polynesian professional wrestling. Obviously, they're going to describe that it's probably a little bit more violent than expected. But we'll see. We'll see what they we'll see what they have in store here uh, with this next episode. But overall, thought this one was good. And like I said before, I highly recommend you guys check this series out. I think you will not regret it. And that's about it. Let me know what your thoughts are in the live chat during the premiere. Like the video. Hit the notification button, guys, for uh, more, um, uh, I guess you could say, notifications of when videos come out. Hit the subscribe button as well. Also, check me out at my Teespring store for merchandise you can't get anywhere else. In time for the holidays, i got some new merch up there. Also, check me out at BW Roses Discussions, all your favorite audio podcast locations except for Pandora, where you will get an audio version of this. Um, also, take me out at Venmo at Brian Womber 2, cash up at BW Roses 98. You can automatically support me right away there at those two areas. Also, support me at patreon.com slash BW Roses with the $1 or $3 tier. I am currently working on possibly doing a $5 QA tier, so be on the lookout for that if it does happen. Also, check me out at Vimo at BW Roses for content you can't get here on YouTube and at my DVR page at BVW1979. But. Until next time, guys, let me know what your thoughts are. And I just wanted to come on here, like I said, and give you this review on uh, the newest episode of Tales from the Territories, The Heart of Stampede Wrestling. And until next time, guys, I am out.